There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today marks the 20th anniversary of Wicked, which made its pre-Broadway premiere in San Francisco on May 28, 2003. I spoke to star Kristen Chenoweth when she performed at the Strathmore in Bethesda, Maryland in 2016. Kristen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Where are, you, where are we calling you from? Are you, are you up in New York at the moment, or where are you? I'm in New York. I've been out on the road a lot, and I've just arrived to freezing cold weather from Florida, so <laughs> I'm a little, I'm not pleased. <laughs> well, we have some more coming. There's a blizzard about ready to whack all of us. So. Um, I know. I'm just going to stay in and watch movies all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would be on the uh, Kristen Chenoweth binge watch during the blizzard? What What would be on your list? <laughs> oh, Game of Thrones, for sure. I, I, I'm the... I'm the freak that rewatches things over and over. <laughs> hey, the good um, stuff—the good stuff you should I, be able to rewatch. That's exactly right. And then there's some shameful things like Real Housewives that you know I'm ashamed of, but <laughs> let's—I'm going to admit to it because it's true. But I love um, Dance Moms as well. Right. Um, I—I'm really into pretty much anything that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I just. I also love the show Veep. You know, I'm behind yeah. on my shows because I've been out on the road. I got lots to watch. Well, this is the perfect time, and it doesn't matter. You're allowed. You're allowed some <laughs> guilt. You're allowed some guilty pleasures. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you. I give That's you what I say. Awesome. So let's talk about let's talk about your Strathmore show. What can we uh, you know if if our listeners are hearing this and they you know they've seen you either on stage or on TV or in the movies and they're like oh I love Kristen Chenoweth. What can they expect when they when they turn out? Like what sort of uh, performance will you be doing here? Well, one of the things that's been that I've been doing out on the road this fall and I love doing is I have a pretty eclectic taste and my <laughs> voice uh doesn't just live in one place as well. So we have everything from, you know, uh let's see, Bernstein to Charlie Chaplin to Jerome Kern. Wow. Um there could possibly be an appearance of Adele's song, uh, not not one of her hits, one of her major hits. I guess everything she does it she does is a hit. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's all over the map, and I like it that way because I like to entertain. I also like people to leave feeling, you know, happy and uh, like they they like they've gotten a good meal. Right. So there's appetizer, meat, and dessert. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned Chaplin. By the way, did you know he once entered a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest and he finished third? 
Isn't that crazy? I think that's, you know what I think? I got to say this. A, I didn't know that. I'm glad you told me. <laughs> now I will be now I will be quoting you in my concerts because I love to talk to young people who want to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for them to realize that you don't always win. No matter <laughs> where you're at in your career, things, you know, there's always up to go. There just is. Once you say you win an Academy Award, the next year, you could be in a big movie, movie that's a flop. Right. It just, it's never ending. And the, so the point is to p- keep being a creative artist. And that's what Charlie Chaplin was, even though he came in third for his own self. You yeah. know, that's just, that to me sums up show business beautifully. <laughs> yeah, you might look up the details on that, you know, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in Europe. He, you know, every that, that's how popular he was. Everybody could do him better than him. He finished third in his own <laughs> own little tramp lookalike. That's great. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so genius. Throw that, out, genius. throw that out to the Strathmore crowd. You know, you got to say, yeah. I, le- I heard this from WTOP. You got to give us some credit. You got to attribute it, you know. No, it's okay. Of course. We must give credit where credit is due. Of course. <laughs> of course. But no, you you know, it's a perfect little example you mentioned about, you know, you could you could win awards, but then the next time you never know, you know, what, what else is coming down the pike. Um, and you've won some That's awards. Right. You've won some awards yourself. Uh, you got a Tony doing Sally and you're a good man, Charlie Brown on Broadway. Uh, God, that's been what, like 16, 17 years ago? What are your what are your memories of that one? It was it was nineteen ninety nine mm-hmm. creating that character. Um and it was one of the best moments in my career. What can I say? I loved it. That's great. And I know they just celebrated a big anniversary, the actual Charlie Brown on that. Yeah. Um, yes. And of course. I, voiced, um, I've, I was in the recent Peanuts movie. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to make a deal of it. I, the Schultz family wanted me a part of it. The producers and the studio wanted me a part of it. And that Peanuts has been such a history. It's just been a huge part of my history. So one of the beautiful things about Charles Schultz and what their um, family and estate makes sure happens is what he always wanted. In the movies and the TV shows, kids actually voice the voices for the kids. And it's not adults. The adults would just sound... Exactly, which is so perfect that he wrote that as a teacher, right? But... um, I, they asked me to voice Fifi, Snoopy's, Snoopy's girlfriend, mm. um, and I, I, it was not a lot. It was, you know, mainly sounds and just it was just a fun day of work. But I will always carry that honor of getting to be a part of anything that he created because I do think he was a genius, and to get to do the portrayal of Sally on Broadway and t- sort of create. My version of her, which hadn't been done, was pretty cool. Man, not everyone, not everyone can say they were Snoopy's girlfriend. That's incredible. You know, he, he gets mad. You can throw him out to literally to the doghouse. It's great. Um, That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but, you know, speaking of, you know, post your after your Tony win, obviously your, your even bigger role, I think you were nominated for another Tony, was obviously Wicked. Um, what are your, I mean, is that what most people come to you up on the street and, and want to talk about? Are they singing, come up and sing popular or ask you about Adina Menzel and Joel Gray? You know, is that, is that what most people talk to you about? You would think so, right? right? You would think. Um, with me, it's, uh, different always. It could be, uh, it could be Pushing Daisies. It could be The West Wing. It could be the movie RV. Mm-hmm. It could be Wicked. It could be. 
Indeed. I never know. It's <laughs> always different. It's always different. Did you? Did and I think I like that. I actually think I like that. Oh yeah, no, it shows you're you're well rounded. You even did that J Lo movie recently. Yeah, you're you're all over the place. It's great. Um, do you? I mean, yeah. when you guys were doing um, Wicked, did you know? You know, even rehearsing it, did you know that since it, I mean, it sort of had the built-in Wizard of Oz, you know, crowd already. But did you? Could, did you have any idea how huge it would become? I had a feeling. I, I of course you can never know that for sure in show business because the minute you think that, it's gonna tank. <laughs> but um, I, we were opening in San Francisco with our first show, mm-hmm. and I didn't know critically how it would be, but I saw how it struck a chord with the audience, and then I knew I was going to be in for a ride of my life. Absolutely. But I didn't know that it would become what it is. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I mean, we're looking now 12 years back, mm-hmm. I think, 12, 13 and I mean, I am so proud to have been part of something that still touches people's lives. I mean, I just—I always wanted a show to be, to be in a show that people, everybody knew it, and I got that. I got to be a part of that. And it's a big, it's a big, cool thing to be a part of such history. Again, we're talking about history, and you know what it means to be a part of things, and mm-hmm. that—that's a big and that's a big and as we say in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, it is. You know, you can say you were a major role in one of the greatest, uh, most successful Broadway shows ever. That's incredible. Do you still do you stay in touch with uh, Adina Menzel or sorry, Adele Dazim? Uh, Adele, Adele <laughs> Dazim. <laughs> um, yeah, do you Adele, ever call her that? No, but I did. I think I saw her after that, and I was like, "OMG!" And she was like, "OMG!" <laughs> when we see each other, of course, we get to catch up, and we. I think we, you know, every once in a while get to email each other. You know, we both are extremely busy, and our lives have moved in different ways. But, of course, when we do get to see each other or stay in touch, we we like that, of course. Because we we went through something together that nobody else has. I mean, in that moment, in that time, it was her and I. So. Well, when you sing Adele at your um, the actual Adele and your show at Strathmore, you can maybe. I'm gonna can... dedicate it to. I'm gonna dedicate it to Adele Mazine for sure. See, I'm we're, sure. I'm just giving you all kinds of ideas here. This is great. Um, so... Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You mentioned uh, a few seconds ago, you mentioned, uh, as you said, back in Oklahoma where you grew up. Um did you, uh, I think I read somewhere that, you know, while you were, you know, doing your master's degree and everything, you were up for uh, a scholarship for maybe like a Philadelphia Academy of Vocal Arts, but you turned it down because of, uh, you got landed in New York. Tell me about that. I was, um, you know, the, the AVA school in Philly is one of our country's top opera conservatories, and I was accepted. They take not very many people a year, and I was lucky enough to audition and they accepted me and a couple weeks before the program started I went to New York with one of my best friends 
and I wanted to just experience a New York audition. I just wanted to see what that was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for a show called Animal Crackers, <laughs> and it was for a place called Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey, which is another one of our country's top uh, theaters. And I got a part, and I had to decide what I was going to do. I find myself in these crossroads a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, either north or south with me, or I should say east or west. Um, and I, I'm a big one in just kind of praying about it and then making the decision and not looking back, not looking back. And I know that I missed out on something great at ABA, and I'm honored to say I was even accepted. But I chose the other path, and it is a path that that has been good to me. It was, you know, a tough decision, but I still train operatically. I still sing in in a more legit style, just naturally of of who I am, and that's represented in my concert as well. But now I just get to do kind of any kind of music I want, and I think that the opera training at OCU really – is the reason that I can do a lot of different styles mm-hmm. because it's like when you learn ballet. Ballet is the core of any dancer, sure. I believe. Sure. They may be a hip-hop dancer. They may be a tap dancer. They may be a jazz dancer or a lyrical dancer, but ballet is the core. And I view opera training, not everybody's an opera singer, just because I've had opera mm-hmm. training. I think opera training is like getting you ready for healthy singing, and a long career. No, that's absolutely true. And, you know, if any of our listeners, let's say they're up and coming, either ballet dancers, like you said, or opera singers or whatever, or, you know, they want to go into, you know, musical theater, you know, if they face a similar uh, crossroads as you did, you know, what what would your advice be to them? You know, how, how did you dig inside and decide which one to pick? Because, you know, I, you know, you never know how anything, nothing's guaranteed in life. But, you know, what would your advice to be if they find themselves in a similar spot? I say follow your gut. <laughs> follow your gut. And everybody else could be telling you, are you really turning that down? Are you really not going to go do A, B, or C to do F? Right. And you say, yeah, I'm going to do it because that's my gut. I was, same thing happened with Charlie Brown. I was offered the role of supporting lead with Bernadette Peters in Annie Get Your Gun. Wow. And not very many people told me to do Charlie Brown. Yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah. You just have to follow your gut. You have to follow your gut. Well, hopefully our listeners will take that advice and follow their guts to Strathmore <laughs> to see you. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they do. I'm very excited to be there, honestly. I, I've always had such an akin to that particular city, and I've Never been to the theater. I mean, I've never played the theater, so I get to I get to finally do it, and I'm excited by it. Why? Excited. Why have you always had a connection to the city, like you said? I think because it's so close to our, the beginning of our own country, and there's so much history. And remember, I'm from Oklahoma, so I I don't have things that have been that old around me. I mean, I certainly lands, but I just mean historic monuments, um, yeah. even houses. So I'm, I just like to be there where, where the history is, and there's a lot of it in that area. And um, I, I, always, I always go to some museum, 
some, I mean, my friends always tease me. They go, and by museum, you mean mall, which is true. I do love to shop. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love, I just love the history. It's becoming more and more important for me the longer I live is that word history. Yeah. My own history, our history, what kind of mark we're going to leave on this world. And um, the concert delves into that as well. Um, with a song called I Was Here. And you'll see some young uh, performers from the area join me on stage for the last couple songs because I remember being them, and I want I want to make an influence on young singers and young talent. So, you know, that's the, that's the show right there. I guess you could call it history. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen, thanks so much for taking the time. We look forward to seeing you out at uh, Strathmore. Dress warm because the wind, like your home state, the wind will come sweeping down the plane here. I mean, it's <laughs> it's going to be cold. So come on, come ready. Thank you. I will bring my big, big warm coat. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. And we leave today with Chenoweth singing the Wicked song for good, which she performed at the 2019 Grammys on the Hill event at the Hamilton in Washington D.C. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.